0: This is the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast, and I'm your host, Jill Weber. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, My name is Jill Weber, and uh, I lead our Order of the Mustard Seed podcast, well, the host of our Order of the Mustard Seed podcast. I'm here today with my friend, Hannah Lee, who is chatting with me all the way from South Africa. Hi, Hannah Lee. How are you today?
1: Hi, Joel, I'm doing fine
0: today. It's a
1: beautiful autumn day and you have spring. Yes,
0: this is true. Hanalee, tell us a little bit about who you are and and where you're from.
1: Well, Joel, I was born here in Stellenbosch in the Winelands in the Cape, in uh, southern part of South Africa. Grew up here, studied music, classical singing, did a couple of years training in Germany, in Munich and then settled down in South Africa. Wonderful, and I think you you have something to do with wine, I believe. <laughs> yes, yes. We uh, inherited a wine estate from my father, Lamotte, which is in the front beautiful Fransouk Valley. So please, all members, you must come and visit us, come and <laughs> uh, t- uh, taste our wines. And it's really a privilege to live in this beautiful area. Wonderful. And so, so Hanali,
0: tell us about your journey towards the order of the mustard seed. How did you find us? Why were you interested in becoming a part of the order?
1: Well, back in the 2000s, I got involved with Global Day of Prayer, which uh, was a vision that God gave to Graham Power, which started from the South, uh, South Africa and then over the world. And then one time, all the different regional directors over the world, they came together and I hosted them at La Motte. And then Pete, Gregg and Carla turned up to visit us. And there I met them and heard the vision and of 24-7 prayer. And then also later about the book, Lord of the Ring by Phil Anderson. And as I was I already had a passion for prayer, I bought the book and started reading and was really touched by Count von Zinzendorf because the Lord's entrusted me also with um, different properties and wealth that I knew in a way he's called me to be a modern-day Count von Zinzendorf. And so in 2010, a friend of mine who's also now a member of OMS, um, Annika Rabe, we visited Hanwood which was extremely special.
0: Tell Now, for those who aren't familiar with Hernhut, tell us about what that is and where it is and why it was special.
1: Well, it's today close to modern-day Dresden. It was, and uh, it is the uh, farm, the area that Count von Zinzendorf had. And when the Moravians had to flee for their faith, he housed them there. And this town, Hernhut, which we means the Lord's Watch, was established there. And then from there, after about five years, when there was division in the group, he came, went from house to house to try and for reconciliation and repentance. And when they got together and repented, revival broke out and 100 years of 24-7 prayer started. And what I've just learned here in South Africa is that the Moravian Church here is also, they're carrying on with 24-7 prayer. Oh,
0: amazing. Oh, how exciting. I love that, that that's still the legacy contained. It's so interesting. There are just so many organizations and individuals sort of living into that legacy of Zinzendorf and Night and Day Prayer. We know that YWAM does it of course, um, 24-7. But then to see, I love how you see yourself kind of as a modern-day Zinzendorf as well, that like God's entrusted you with the stewardship, you know, of, of resources and land, and, and you're trying to just give it back to him uh, in, in service. So I could totally see why there would be an appeal for you in all
1: yes. of that. So you went to Hernhut, what happened after that? And then um, because I read about the vow that von and friends had, and they had this order that intrigued me. And I really wanted to be part of something like that. And I became friends with 24-7 prayer. And in the end, I turned up being on the board. And I really heard that they formed, Pete and some friends, they formed a modern day order. And then in a way, I wouldn't say I was envious or jealous, but I would like would have liked to take part of that. And then, at one of the um, gatherings, and that was in Vienna, um, they had this briefing about OMS and joining it, and I attended it and decided, yes, this is really what I wanted." I prayed a lot about that and then did my preparation year, and then, in 2019, I said my vows in Belfast.
0: Wonderful. And so Hannah tell us a little bit about. You know, you kind of went on a journey, you really identify with Zinzendorf and love this whole concept of night and day prayer and and a life focused around that. How has um, life changed for you or how has joining the order supported you in your desires to have a life, you know, with more prayer and more creativity and the rest of our practices?
1: I think it's really living out your faith more intentional, to be intentional, to be true to Christ to kind to people and to take the gospel to the world, to daily uh, think about these things and then to say, "What is it today? Was I kind to people? Um, in just in passing by, was I always smiling at everyone, or I just um, in a, such a hurry that I don't even notice people?" So it was really for me, a way to become intentional about my faith and my um, relationship with Christ. And that helped me a lot being part of OMS. And then when COVID came, we uh, we started also praying 24 seven prayer time. And then when the watches started, that was for me so amazing because we're all in lockdown, but I didn't feel isolated. I could connect with fellow believers, people with the same um value system, who has the same, who took the same vows.
0: Yeah, I think what Hanalee, um, just for those who are listening, Hannelie's referring to our OMS prayer watches. Mm-hmm. So OMS members have opportunities four times a day, actually. <laughs> we got morning prayer in sort of Europe, South Africa, UK time, and then morning prayer on the east coast of North America and morning prayer on the West coast of North America. And then a daily examine that happens. And so there've been, we started that in, in lockdown. And, and, uh, and so people, we just began to gather many times that we just knew we needed prayer. And I love Hanalee how you're, you, you guys showed up in force, not just you, but other members of the South African team. And now even two years later, you know, you guys are so consistently there and kind of anchoring that space in prayer and Is there anything you want to say more about the prayer watches, how that's helped you?
1: Well, the thing is, um, when I set my vows, then I um, asked my friends if they're interested. And then, especially Unita and Mia, they were the first. So they were three of us. We um, lead, well, guide the uh, one watch. But it has really um, also opened me up for Lecture Divina of how to to meditate upon scripture and also with examine, how to do examine, how to look at your day, to see where was God in my day or where was he absent? And quite often that was when I was rushed or unkind where something I did or where my focus was not in the right place that caused that. And then the other thing is I've made so many friends so that when I had my first overseas trip in uh, March after lockdown, after December 2019, uh, to the UK, I met a couple of the OMS Watch uh, friends in London, and it was like I knew them, but now (laughs) I can touch them.
0: (laughs) That's wonderful. It has been wonderful, hasn't it? it, just in terms of, because we are, we're we're dispersed all over the world. We've got members in South America, and North America, and Africa, Asia, and and uh, to have sort of a place online where we can meet, mm-hmm. pray with one another, pray for one another, and build those relationships has been mm-hmm. really beautiful. And I've I've loved getting to know you better in that space, and have really enjoyed your leadership. Sometimes in your prayer watches, you have shown us pictures of your prayer chapel. Can you can you tell us about that?
1: Yes, um, we had um, relocated our um, farm workers to uh, an agri-village where they can now um, own the land and their houses. And then the existing um, cottages we changed into retreat center for prayer um, with a focus on rest, restoration and reconciliation. And there we had a beautiful um, chapel with six um, stained glass windows with all um, the heroes of faith that are pointing to Jesus, like Abram and Moses and David, Elijah. So um, it's a place where we want to lift up Jesus and people be drawn to him. And then we have beautiful prayer garden um, that's based on the Lord's Prayer and which is in the form of a cross. And also another garden, which is based on the tabernacle. So we have the Old Testament, the New Testament, and just a place for people to come away.
0: That's amazing. So everybody, in order of the mustard seed, come and visit Hannah Lee in her prayer gardens and her prayer chapel. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, please do. <laughs> so so the OMS, being involved in the OMS has helped you grow in prayer. It's given you a prayer community. You've learned some new ways to pray in terms of Lectio Divina and the examen. Is there anything else you wanna say about, about the OMS and
1: prayer and how it's helped you in that regard? I can also say that um, I've, you've been opened up and to more uh, prayer requests or more needs because for instance, on Thursdays, we pray about then today was about racism persecution and you learn so much more and because people are from all over the world you hear about um, problems or situations in different countries you're not so isolated and it's not just about me and my little place or where i am it's really you start to seeing a global view and be part, you're part of the global church wonderful
0: Yes, we prayed many times, didn't we? You would bring requests coming from your your part of the country there, and and uh, for those of us, you know, I was I felt so aware um, through the pandemic of just the privilege that I had. I was living in a place of safety and security, and as we were praying around what was happening in South Africa, as we were praying around what was happening in Nigeria, different countries where we have members, it just you know you just are so aware of, of first of all gratitude you know, in terms of, of, you know, how the Lord has placed us in safety, but the needs, you know, we're just become so much aware and more aware of the needs and you pray differently. I think when you actually know people who are right in the situation, it's not sort of abstract, like, oh yeah, Yeah. pray for those people over there. It's like, no, this is Hannah Lee. And this is, you know, this is less in Nigeria and, 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 um, you know, it puts a face to the context and and really helps us to pray more. So, yeah, we've appreciated the way that you have helped us pray for South Africa and some of the complexities Mm -hmm. there. Now, uh, the the other practice that you said you really felt like you were invited into uh, in the OMS was creativity. So do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes. When we went through the different practices in the year of preparation, I thought creativity And um, it was, for me, in a way, a struggle. I thought, well, I'm I'm not a painter. I'm not so much, I don't know, do much needlework or anything. I can't cut in a straight line, whatever. (laughs) And then (laughs) then I realized there's so much more and that we all are created in God's image. We are all His recreated people, if I think in Ephesians 2, verse 10, We we must do his poetry, write his poem, that workmanship, that poema. It's so beautiful. And we must be open to being creative. And then I realized that throughout this, our prayer garden and our retreat center and harmony, that all the things that, well, uh, happens there and the things that the Lord showed me and uh, gave me, people around me to also execute it, that is extremely creative. That is such a creative spot that um, ideas and thinking, that is creativity as well. It's um, to get solutions to problems. That is creativity. It's not just uh, artistic and artistry, that is to paint, but creative. We all are creative, and we can so much – just be in our little frame of mind, not realize we must be open to the Lord's leading in this way of creativity. So it, it has really opened myself up to that.
0: And then has it helped you celebrate the creativity that you have in yourself?
1: Oh yes, very much. Mm. And for me, it's also the fact that I know if I'm rushed, if my, I have a too tight schedule, I'm not creative. I must have have times to breathe every day and also the times of silence and solitude that is so extremely important. Because it helps feed the creativity in you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And to be in nature because there we experience the creativity of God.
0: Yeah, he's so generous, isn't he? I think he's, yes. he's sort of wildly provocatively creative. Mm. You know, he didn't make one flower. He's made like. Yes. Tens of thousands of different kinds of flowers, and and just uh, yeah, I think that's quite amazing. So yeah, I, I agree with you, Hanalee. I, I think I think your and my creativity is quite similar. You know, I can't draw, I can't paint, but but in terms of creating community, creating collaboration, creating organizationally, creating places, I think there's a, I, I really resonate with with what you say about that, and I think there's something beautiful about. I think when we see God being creative in scripture, in the very beginning of creation, there's nothing. And out of nothing, he creates something. <laughs> and, and I once had heard a friend of mine, Richard, teach about creativity and, and how we can all enter into creativity, where if we see a space, if we see a bit of nothing out there, just emptiness or a gap that needs filling, whatever that might be, organizationally in a, in my garden or or whatever that would be, and just saying, oh, God, how would you want to come and fill that space? How would you want to um, make that space beautiful? How would you like to shape that space? And how do you want me to do it? And so and I definitely hear that when you talk about how you created sort of the agri village, you know, for the vine workers and then the retreat center. And, and um, yeah, I think that becomes quite exciting, doesn't it? Because the Lord can invite us into spaces.
1: No, absolutely. And you suddenly you find but I am creative and you start, um, you see things with different eyes. You look for more creativity and also creativity in prayer, not to pray the same way all over again. But also that is where OMS and also 24-7 prayer is helping me to see different ways of praying and to um, try it out. You see, well, do it this way or that way. Don't get stuck in a certain formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we one of our watch
0: leaders, I like Kira, she um she puts will put a picture up, a painting, and, and we'll look at that painting, won't we? And just say, okay, Lord, what are you showing us through that painting? And that made me think of you, Hanalee, when I visited your flat in London. I could see that you loved art. I mean, you had beautiful. Yeah. Painting, beautiful yes. sculpture, and 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 I think those creative things speak of the the creator, and so so that's been kind of a an interesting thing we've done in the watches as well is actually looking at art and asking God to speak to us. I think what well, we, we call it visio divina. Yes,
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: divine watching rather than divine yes. reading.
1: I don't know. Yeah, no, I love Kira's watches and watch the Lord's lately spoken to me is. Um, Don't only look for him or for that in what is naturally beautiful, but also when you go into a township where everything looks well, there's no order, everything is chaos. In our eyes, in my eyes perhaps, uh, those people are not living there, but to look there for the beauty. And then I remember when I visited um, Egypt many years ago, Um, that I went down to the um, cave church and to the Moktama Mountain where all the garbage people lived. And that was before they slaughtered all the pigs. I mean, um, the smell was horrific and was dirty. But to see the little stars in the children's eyes because their father Saman was bringing Jesus there. He was bringing... Hope for them to see among this garbage, this dirty place, to see the beauty of faces of children lit up. And that's what I've just been touched um, with. How do I look to the world? Do I look to see that beauty of what God created?
0: That's amazing, Hanalee. Yeah, we all need those glasses, don't we? To look at the world that way. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before you pray for us?
1: I think that is it, Joel.
0: Great. So I'm going to be cheeky. And I'm wondering if, as as you pray for our listeners, could you pray in Afrikaans in your native language? Yes. Thank
1: you. I'll do that. A bit in English and a bit in Afrikaans. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for Ms. Um, thank you for Joel and everyone who's organizing it. Thank you that you've stirred in the hearts that we today could have the order of the mustard seed. I pray your blessing over every member of every candidate, everyone who's interested, and that we will be a blessing to others. That we will be true to Christ. That we'll be kind to people and take the gospel to the world. And dan keer for al die vrienden and vriendinnen hier in ons land wat al dieel van uh, OMS is in wat ook saam met my help om die gebedsochende te doen. Wil jy ons zien? Wil jy ons land zien? Wil jy die nasies zien? En mag ons die hande en voete wees en die licht en vir die wereld. In Jesus' naam alleen. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast. For more information about the Order, you can find us at orderofthemustardseed.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. May God grant us grace as we follow his invitations to be true and to be kind and to go.